All right. Hey, everyone. This is Rachel Premack. I am the editorial director at FreightWaves. And today we're talking with Jerry Talashko, who works on the strategy and planning team at Uber Freight. Jerry, thanks so much for joining us. Absolutely. I'm happy to be here. So just as an overview to kick off the conversation, could you talk a little bit about how most owner-operators, most truck drivers receive payments from brokers in 2022? And maybe talk a little bit about how that compares to maybe five years ago. Um, absolutely. Um, and one thing that I want to make sure to emphasize is at Uber Freight, and I imagine at all brokers, we pay the carriers directly. We don't pay out any individual drivers, um, unless, as, as you said, it is an independent owner operator and mm-hmm. they are both the driver and the carrier. Um, so carriers are paid by a variety of different methods. Um, ACH at Uber Freight, that's definitely the most common. Um, you have, you know, at many, at many brokers, both quick pay, non quick pay options. You have factoring, which is really common for small carriers. Um, less common at Uber Freight, uh, because we offer free quick pay. Um, believe it or not, there are still some brokers that pay, that pay owner operators via check. Um, and then lastly, at, at Uber Freight, and I think you're starting to see this at some other places, you have um, kind of more instant disbursement, uh, which we've had in the market for about a year now. Okay. And has that changed much from five years ago? Or would you say the payment trends have pretty much stayed the same from five years ago to today, or even 10 years ago? I mean, I think ACH... Factoring and, and checks, right, were all options five years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've probably seen the distribution between those options change um, as more and more people try and move away from, uh, you know, cutting paper checks. Um, so, but I, I, I think, you know, broadly speaking, yeah, it's still many of the same, same options that existed before. Okay. Yeah, I feel like I've definitely noticed less anecdotal mentions of fax machines or checks or these sorts of like very antiquated, uh, you know, technologies, which is good, um, for sure. So another kind of broad question. I, I feel like we've seen more and more offerings to owner operators and small fleets around these sort of like all inclusive platforms. They have your load board, they have your factory, they have your cards, they have your insurance. It's kind of a all-included uh, kind of system. I guess, would you say that this is the future of trucking fintech? Uh, and would you say that this is a more attractive option over the more a la carte, a la carte type uh, offerings? Yeah, I mean, I think even if you you look at the past, you know, if you were a factoring company, or if you were a load board, or even if you were a fuel card company, you had you had offerings, right, in all of these different spaces. It was just usually done via partnership rather than as an all-in-one, you know, hey, we want to actually build and own each of these different kinds of products, which you're, which we're seeing today, to your point. Um, in terms of why it's happening, I think there are, there are a couple points. Um, first, you have, you know, kind of the broader digitization of the trucking industry, right? You've had a wave of investment. Um, and companies like Uber Freight, um, that's driven a lot of, a lot of attention, a lot of growth in the sector. And now investors and entrepreneurs are looking for other opportunities, um, to add value to the industry through, through technology, right? Once you have a smartphone and often a tablet and ELD and in every truck, 
um, it opens up a whole host of possibilities um, in terms of new and innovative products. And I, I think one of the, the key things to touch on is, I think especially when you think of, you know, kind of uh, these all-inclusive platforms, the fact that all of them or many of them are coming with cards, right? This ability to issue your own card. Um, I think one of the, the big things that's emerged there is the rise of companies like Marketa uh, or Stripe that make it really easy uh, for companies to start issuing their own cards instead of it being super time consuming and highly specialized. Uh, more and more startups are able to bring this to market relatively quickly. And do you think these all-inclusive platforms will become more common or uh, where do you kind of see the growth of that? Yeah, I mean, I think ultimately the market will tell, right? I think, um, you know, trucking companies are savvy customers and they're going to go where they see value and they're going to go with companies uh, that they trust. Uh, so to the extent to which these, these startups and these all-inclusive offerings are adding value across all of their products or that there's value uh, for the driver, uh, for the trucking company from having it integrated, then, then yes, they should be able to take more share from, from the incumbents. Okay. And, you know, a lot of these, we, we see a lot, of, a lot of these apps and a lot of these offerings are offered free for drivers, especially the payment uh, type technologies. I guess in the long run, how monetizable are those? Are they more of a perk or more of a, you know, loss leader for companies that are offering them? Or do you see that they have potential to generate profit at some point? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it depends on the product we're talking about here, right? So when we talk about these card products uh, that we were speaking about earlier, uh, they're, they're very monetizable, right? They can generate a lot of revenue for the, for the issuer through the card interchange. So every time uh, the customer uses the card, uh, the person who gave them the card makes some money. So that means you don't need to charge them a fee, you can have, you can deliver kind of more of this consumer-like experience, um, where you, you just make money when they're using it and you make money from someone else. You aren't putting your hand into the user's pocket. Um, when you think of factoring, I haven't seen yet anyone giving away factoring for free. Um, but you, <laughs> you definitely are seeing rates, uh, go down as that space becomes more competitive and startups offering, you know, very competitive terms and very competitive rates. Um, in terms of broker quick pay and being able to offer that for free, uh, you know, Uber Freight today, uh, offers free quick pay to the carriers in our network, uh, while, while many other brokers charge for it. Why do we do this? Uh, we do it because we believe it helps make our network, uh, the network of choice, uh, for small carriers and thus improves the health of our marketplace, uh, letting us deliver better service. Uh, to our end customers, our, our shippers. Um, so even, even when we offer this, right, it's, it's still to be able to deliver value back to our organization and back, um, to the, the marketplace that we operate. Are there any other payment offerings or products that you had in mind? No, I, I wanted to drill in a little bit about factoring versus quick pay because it seems like for, uh, from a driver's perspective, quick pay would be far more, uh, you know, uh, attractive just because maybe you don't have to lose some sort of percentage of your pay, but you still get kind of that fast turnaround in terms of, uh, you know, getting paid. 
what how can you can you describe a little bit about their differences and maybe some of the you know maybe hidden downsides of quick pay definitely um so first quick pay right is just with that particular broker um so while we would love for the carriers on our network to be able to get 100% of their loads from Uber Freight and to you know stay loaded and keep running just on Uber Freight loads um the reality is is that there are lots of brokers out there um, and there are gaps in our network and areas where, you know, carrier, carriers would, would need to or would prefer to book a load with, uh, with a different brokerage. Whereas factoring is more all encompassing, uh, and you can receive that fast payment on loads with, uh, not necessarily any broker because they need to be approved by your factoring company, but certainly not that, that one to one relationship. Um, in terms of why a carrier might prefer to factor, even when there's a free quick pay offering. Um, it depends on the factoring company, but many of them also offer kind of additional back office services of just a one-stop shop mm-hmm. to keep track of all of your payments and all of your loads. So you aren't having to keep track of, you know, who did I book that load with? Have they paid me yet? Uh, they kind of simplify that invoice management and payment management for, for small trucking companies. And do you find that, um, you know, in at Uber Freight, do you find that small trucking companies, I guess, what's their, con- what's the like consumer pattern? Do they like to shop around? Do they like to stick with one broker? I guess, how does, how does that sort of work out? Is there sort of a profile of how a carrier decides to work with one broker or one tech enabled broker like, like Uber Freight? Yeah. I- I mean, I, I think rates matter, right? So when carriers are evaluating, uh, different brokers, um, they look at the amount of money they're going to be paid for a load. They look at the characteristics of that load, you know, all things being equal. I think payment terms matter. I think we see that in our marketplace, that, that value proposition we offer carriers matters. Um, when we, when we talk about brokers, there's, you know, definitely a, a difference between you know, more digital brokers, more tech-enabled brokers and, and the traditional ones in terms of the ease of use and transparency um, to to the carriers. So carriers who, you know, really love having that go-to relationship, the same person they're talking to every day at a brokerage, maybe would, would prefer more of the, the traditional model. Um, but we find that folks love the, you know, self-serve uh, ability from, from our product. Okay. So there's, is, is there really like a tipping point that could get a broker to, you know, stick with a, or sorry, a tipping point for a carrier to stick with a broker? Or is it just sort of like, I, I think depends on the, on the carrier. Yeah. I, I think it definitely depends on the carrier and the loads in the broker's network. I think trust is a really important thing here. Um, mm-hmm. so right. We, we want to have that trust at, our company level, right? You trust Uber Freight as a platform. You trust Uber Freight as a service and a company versus trusting, you know, that individual carrier rep at another brokerage, which is more the the traditional model. Okay. Okay. And, um, you know, I, I think we see with a lot of these new technologies that, uh, you know, they're not just, you know, exciting sort of new sorts of ways of doing things. They also improve a truck driver's quality of life, their working conditions. Can you talk a little bit about how these new fintech offerings actually, you know, help drivers and perhaps could even help boost retention for for many for many companies? Definitely. Um, so the 
the first key thing about any new fintech offering in this space is that you know, it needs to be better than what's out there. And there are some table stakes offerings um, that need to be present in order for this to not make you know, a trucking company's life, life harder. Uh, so often these new offerings are focusing on uh, improving a company's cash flow or to your point, you know, from retention and carrier to driver payments, you know, that, that driver's cash flow, either in the form of faster access to their earnings or through credit. Um, and secondly, in the case of right fuel card products, fuel discounts are key. Um, mm-hmm. But in order to right really go after the incumbents and and win share for a new offering, uh, it needs to be easier. It needs to be easier to use and better, right? If if calling someone up on the phone and emailing and kind of that more manual back and forth is easier for the carrier for the driver uh, than you know whatever product you've developed. Uh, then guess what? It's going to be hard to win them over, right? So I think that ease of use is key. Um, and then lastly, uh, it it often needs to have better terms, right? So in, a lot of times what that boils down to is keeping more money in a carrier's pockets, all right? Their costs are so high. Um, there's lots of competition for for freight. Um, how How can you help them save more money at the end of the year and improve their operating ratio? So in the case of factoring, like we were talking about earlier, right, it's, hey, how can we drive down the cost of factoring? In the case of, you know, fuel cards, um, how, how can you not charge me fees um, for all of my transactions for setting up a card? How can we drive down just the cost of operating this expense product? Um, so I think, yeah, first cover the, cover the basics, uh, make it easy to use and save carriers money. Okay. And one last question, because we've just got a minute or two left. Um, what would you say is the most exciting technology or offering in the uh, transportation fintech space? Maybe something that's, you know, maybe untested or unproven. What, what's the, where are we going to see potentially in three to five years? I mean, I, I personally am really excited by what we're doing at Uber Freight. Um, one of the things that I'm excited to see over the next three to five years is these offerings become more integrated into the logistics stack, right? So Uber Freight historically has just been a digital brokerage. Um, but with our acquisition of TransPlace, uh, we're moving much further upstream into our customers' logistics operations. So I think it's really exciting to see and think about, you know, how can we bring all of this innovation and all of these new products to bear uh, for all of the actors in our ecosystem? And add value, you know, to carriers, to drivers, to our shippers, um, and in in all different parts of our business. Okay, great. Thank you so much, Sherry. Absolutely. Thanks, Rachel. All right. Thanks for joining us, everyone.